0: Hello listeners, welcome to another episode on Rising Above Shadows of Abuse, RASA, where we talk about everything and anything on abuse and mental health. I'm your host, Grace Hopper. I hope you've all been wrapping warmly. It's been a wet and windy week. Do keep warm. Today's episode centers around national news on abuse in the UK. Our first story is from the Metro newspapers, dated 6th of November, 2023 by Katie Boyden. A female police officer has denied sexually assaulting another woman. Sergeant Rachel Bright, 45 was accused of touching a woman without consent while she was off duty last December. Was accused of putting her hand up the other woman's skirt after complimenting her body during the incident in Wandsworth, South London. The sergeant appeared at Kingston Crown Court earlier today where she denied one count for sexual assault. The prosecutor, Melanie Hadwick, earlier said, the defendant is a senior police officer. On the evidence, the defendant had been drinking Prosecco and gradually became more inappropriate towards the complainant. She was acting in an overtly affectionate manner and complimented the complainants on her body. Judge Anne Brown set a trial date for September 10th of next year. She has been suspended from duty. She was bailed on condition that she does not contact the compliment. What do you think about this news? I leave your views at our Email address rising above shadows of abuse at gmail.com. Thank you. Our next newsreel is by Sky News, Glasgow, Scotland, 7th of November 2023. An alleged Pedophile ring reportedly carried out violence so extreme that it could have caused fatal injuries the court has heard. Regular child rape nights and dog killing nights were allegedly held in the Glasgow drug stand attended by heroin addicts, the city's high court was told. 11 people are on trial, accused of child sex abuse. AR Ian Owens forty five, Elaine Landry, thirty nine, Leslie Williams forty five, Leslie Williams forty one, Paul Brennan forty one, Marianne Gallagher thirty-eight, Scott Forbes fifty, Barry Watson forty seven, McCarr forty nine, Richard Kachagan forty five, Leonard Lang fifty, and John Clark forty six. They all deny the charges. Three child complainants made allegations that originally related to witchcraft, but developed to include child sex abuse, including rape and attempted murder. The court heard. Defending Ian MacSporran, cases said the level of sexual abuse a child was allegedly subjected to could have been fatal. But three days after it allegedly happened, the girl was seen by a Cordia care worker to be happy and chatty. Mr. Mark Sporen said the boy who had made the allegations told police, I have been lying. And that was a lie. And officers helped with a list of names while guidelines were not followed during interviews. He said the addicts could have had to be highly organized to dispose of forensic evidence. The defense advocate said a boy had made allegations he was subject to a similar attack to the one alleged to have happened to a female complainant, before confessing he was just making it up mr max Porin criticized the police scotland for their role in the investigation and said imagine if police had paid attention to the guidelines and didn't interview him 16 or 17 times he said the prosecution case suggested a hint of prejudice against addicts. He added, the prosecution is suggesting that these drug addicts have the organizational abilities to clear up damning forensic evidence, disposing of clothes, magic wands used by witches, and wizards. But he said the allegations has spiraled from the initial disclosure about witchcraft. Mr. Max Boren said, A concerned adult who was subject to the initial disclosures used a leading question of the kind, which is not allowed in court. He added, the accused are paying a heavy price for assumptions. An allegation the 11 accused used an Ujur board or similar objects to call on spirits and demons, causing the child victims to believe that they could see, hear and communicate with spirits and demons. And making them take that in craft has been dropped. The trial before Lord Beckett continues. What do you think about this particular newsreel? Do you think there's a lot of f- fabrications? Or do you think there's a lot of fantasy? What do you think? Kindly leave your comments at our email address. Rising above shadows of abuse at gmail.com. Thank you. Our next news reel is a man jailed for ten years. Sky News Sixth of November twenty twenty three. Man jailed for ten years after his son was hit by a car while crossing the M sixty two. A father has been sentenced to a decade behind bars for manslaughter after his autistic son was killed when they fled the scene of a crash across a busy motorway. Callum Rycroft, 12, was hit by a car while he tried to run across the M62 motorway with his father, Matthew Mycroft, a man described as the person he trusted the most. Leeds Crown Court heard Rycroft 37 had been drink driving on 5th of August when he hit a barrier and overturned his Audi Q5 on the slip road to Hathersfield More Services near Hathersfield. Rycroft and Callum, who have been in the passenger seat, left the vehicle and could be seen on CCTV walking along the stretch of motorway for almost a mile before crossing to the central reservation. At one point, the court heard Rycroft was seen falling over and helped up by his son. Rycroft then carried on to the hard shoulder, followed by Colum, who was then hit by a vehicle. He kept walking over to the other side without looking back for his son and was found hiding in a bush 400 yards away by police. Rycroft was sentenced last week to 10 years in prison after previously admitting manslaughter, dangerous driving, and failing to provide a specimen. The Crown Prosecution Service, column had no speed awareness due to his disability. Claire Bancroft, the boy's mother, who has since left Rycroft over the incident, said, Callum would follow his father everywhere and worship the ground he walked on. I can't forgive him." In a victim impact statement read out in court, Ms. Bancroft said, Callum was with Matt, someone he trusted the most, someone who should have kept him safe and brought him home. Callum died as a result of Matt's action, something I can't forgive him for. She added, Callum was born with spina bifida and diagnosed with autism at the age of four. I saw a bright future for Callum, I just know he would have achieved anything, and I'm certain he would have got a good job. He would have been so good with anything practical. What makes matters worse, if that could be possible, is that my children have lost their dad as well as their brother, and they know Callum is not here because of their dad. Matt has turned the family apart. He has hurt a lot of people, but mostly he has let Callum down, all because of his selfishness. His parents asked him to stay over, but Rycroft refused. The court was told Rycroft had been to visit his parents in Huddersfield with Callum, then cut the grass at a local cricket club and began to drink and socialize in the clubhouse. CCTV footage showed Rycroft being demonstrably unsteady on his feet as he left around 9, 10 PM. With the court hearing Rycroft's father thought his son was not fit to drive and offered to let him stay for the night, but Rycroft declined. His parents called him to tell him to stop, the court was told, and could to hear Callum crying, saying his dad couldn't stop. Matthew Harding, mitigating, said, there was so much that was good about Matthew Mycroft's relationship with Callum. He would have to live the utterly tragic consequences of his action that night for the rest of his life he told the court. Rycroft appeared on a video link from prison and was seen crying as he sat with his head bowed. Sentence, sentencing Rycroft, Judge Guy Kill, Casey, the recorder of Leeds said, not content with placing yourself, Cullum, and other road users in danger by the standard of your driving. You are tempted to escape the scene by running away. You deliberately placed Cullum." In a situation where his chances of another safe crossing were slim at best. What are your views on this? Kindly leave your comments at her email address, rising above shadows of abuse at gmail.com. Thank you. Mirror News, eighth of November, twenty twenty three. By Benglaze, Muslim MP Absana Begum says thugs bombarded her with death threats and said they will tear off hijab. Begum used the King's speech debate to reveal abuse she has suffered and how her fears for her safety had deepened following Hamas's terror attacks on Israel. Parliament's only MP to wear a hijab said she had been threatened with having it ripped off in public. Ms. Begum, who is a Muslim, the heightened risk to her safety, including serious death threats, as she blasted the government for not using the king's speech to take action against Islamophobia. The backbencher warned the situation was escalating amid the war between Israel and Hamas in Gaza, as she accused some of trying to capitalize on current events by spreading their hate and division. Ms. Begum earlier said people in her Poplar and Limehouse constituency in East London were alarmed and appalled at the disregard for Palestinian life, demonstrated in recent weeks. She called for a ceasefire from both sides in Gaza, Israel and Hamas and the release of hostages. Speaking during the King's speech debate in the Commons, Ms. Begum said she was disappointed the monarch's address did not indicate that the government would finally recognize Islamophobia, nor take measures to address the soaring level of hate crimes against Muslims." She added, indeed, the King's speech did not even mention that it is currently Islamophobia awareness month, and nor did the Prime Minister mention it in his contributions today. I am currently facing death threats and a torrent of Islamophobic and misogynistic abuse. In fact, I've received such abuse since being elected, since putting myself forward as a candidate for the elections, and received comments, including, and I quote, vile and filthy religion, importing vile and filthy creatures like Apsana Begum. The situation is escalating, not least exacerbated by those trying to capitalize on current events By spreading the hate and division, I am now facing a heightened risk to my safety with serious death threats. Threats Threats to kidnap me, threats of sexual violence, and threats about ripping off my hijab in public goes on and on. She added, every single day, people of Muslim backgrounds like me face discrimination and prejudice, the prevalence of negative stereotypes, harassment, and hate crimes are only part of a whole structure of discrimination. Muslims are also the most economically disadvantaged faith group in the UK, with some reports showing that half of British Muslims face poverty and deprivation. At the same time, we face institutionalized Islamophobia. What are your thoughts on this newsreel? Leave your comments. on our email address, abuse at gmail.com. Your comments will be much appreciated. Independent newspapers, 6th of November, 2023. Adam Forrest, political correspondent. Rishi Sunak has described allegations that a Tory MP committed the series of rapes as very serious as he urged anyone with evidence of criminal acts to talk to the police. The prime minister has been urged to launch an investigation into claims the conservatives failed to properly deal with allegations of rape against one of their MPs. It comes after it was reported that Sir Jake Berry a former Tory chair told police that an internal failure to act on allegations of rape allowed an unnamed MP to continue to offend. According to a copy of a letter obtained by the Mail on Sunday, Sir Jake told police he found out about the alleged assaults when he discovered the Tories had covered the cost of treatment for one of the supposed victims at a private hospital. Tory pair Baroness Watsey, said the Conservatives have a problem in handling sexual misconduct and bullying allegations, saying that was rot at the heart of the party. Speaking on a visit to Norfolk, Mr. Sunak told broadcasters these are very serious anonymous allegations before adding that it may be that they allude to something that is already the subject of a live police investigation. So he couldn't comment further. The Tory leader said, more broadly, the Conservative Party has robust independent complainant procedures in place. But I would say to anybody who has information or evidence about any criminal acts to, so of course, talk to police. That's the right course of action. Deputy PM and former Tory Chair. Oliver Dowden told the BBC on Sunday that he was not aware of the allegations and did not recognise the idea that we covered up, but said he would not rule out that the party might have paid for treatment for an alleged victim. He told Times Radio, I'm not denying that it could be the case that those payments were made, but it's not something that I authorised or was part of as chairman of the Conservative Party. Both Labour and the Liberal Democrats have called on Mr. Sunak to launch an investigation. Annalise Dodds, the Labour Party chair, said, These allegations are deeply concerning and extremely serious. It is of the utmost importance that this is thoroughly investigated by the Conservative Party. Liberal Democrat Chief Whip Wendy Chamberlain, said the report was disturbing, adding, Nobody is above the law or reprimand for serious crimes such as those reported. For that reason, the Prime Minister and Conservative Party Chairman must launch an investigation into this. The MP has not been named, but as per Sir Jake's letter, was able to continue in their role in Parliament after the alleged raids and assaults occurred. Mr. Berry was party chair. It is reported that he wrote the letter shortly after leaving the chair's job in October, 2022. The Mail on Sunday published extracts from the letter, which Sir Jake and former Chief Whip Wendy Martin reportedly co-signed. It was reportedly sent to police stating that the pair became aware of a series of allegations against an MP referred to as X when they took up their new roles within the party. An excerpt from the letter reads, there may have been five victims of X who have been subject to a range of offenses, including multiple rapes. The letter adds that failure of others to act has enabled X to continue to offend and say the claim of rapes and assaults have been going on for more than two years. Baroness Wasi, a conservative pair, told Times Radio that the Tories have a problem dealing with allegations of bullying and sexual misconduct, as she spoke out about the rot at the heart of the party. I think it does have a problem, she said, whether it's bullying, whether it's allegations of racism and now allegations of sexual misconduct. The party for years, And years have failed to deal with responding to victims appropriately in all of those areas. We cannot be the party of government which governs in this country more than any other political party and still have this rot at the heart of us, whether that's racism, whether that's bullying, whether that's sexual misconduct. The influential Tory pair said complaints had to come to light and be handled quickly and coherently for alleged victims to feel protected. Veteran Tory MP and former Brexit Secretary David Davis told GB News that any cover-up of rape claims would be a criminal offence in its own right and would be a matter for the police. Energy Security Secretary Claire Coutinho said complainants should go to the police with any allegations of rape against a Tory MP. The Conservative Party said it will not be commenting. Mr. Dowden said the allegations were very serious and that the party takes them exceptionally seriously. What are your thoughts on this particular newsreel? Leave your comments. Thank you. I News, November the 6th, 2023. The conservative pair, Saida Wasi said, she feels she's in a toxic abusive relationship with her party or ruled out ever joining labor. In an interview with I, Baroness Wasi, who became Britain's first Muslim to attend cabinet, said the conservatives were at risk of becoming like the Republican party in the US, who she said operated in a world in which you can talk all sorts of rubbish and not back it up with evidence. She said, we are presiding over a period in which public finances and under control and things don't work. How did we become the party that broke Britain? asked if she could ever join the Labour Party. Baroness Wassey said, oh God, no, I couldn't be in the Labour Party. That's what breaks my heart. I feel like I'm in this toxic abusive relationship and yet somehow I keep hoping that they will change. That is the Conservative Party. I want us to come back into the center ground where we are serious, thoughtful, sensible people. Baroness Watsi, who chaired the Conservative Party between 2010 and 2012, has publicly criticised Tory leaders and ministers for a range of issues, including failing to tackle Islamophobia and fueling culture wars. In 2018, she urged the then Prime Minister Theresa May to publicly acknowledge that Islamophobia is a problem in the party when a long-awaited review into Islamophobia within the Conservatives was published in 2021. She disagreed with its conclusion saying, there were issues from the top to the bottom of the party. And earlier this year, she accused Home Secretary Suela Breverman of turning almost every issue into a cultural race war and suggested she was on feet for office. Baroness Watsey says she has been encouraged by Jewish friends to keep speaking out against what she sees as the effort to turn the Israeli-Hamas conflict into another battle in the culture war. But her driving motivation is for her own children. I refuse to accept that this will not be a place for my kids and grandkids, she says. My granddad's both served in the British army. My great uncle served. Two of them were taken prisoners of war. They came over to this country in the 50s and broke their backs in the mills. I served my country at the cabinet table and every day I have to listen to bullshit about loyalty and about belonging. Baroness Watsey, who quit David Cameron's government over its response to the 2014 Israel-Gaza conflict, also told I that politicians outraged by events in Gaza do not follow in her footsteps and resign but instead stay and fight for change from within. She accused Kerstama of making a hash of Labour's response to the Israeli Hamas conflict and failing to show leadership bits in his party. What do you think about this newsreel? Leave your comments. At our email address, rising above shadows of abuse at gmail.com. Thank you. On that note, we've come to the end of today's episode. Be safe and be positive. See you on our next show. This has been Grace Papa for Rising Above Shadows of Abuse, RASA. Take care and bye for now.